A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I'm your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here as always with Mr. Matt Wyke. Having a interesting week, are you, Matt? Oh, my God. Like, literally, if you don't find me at the bottom of a bottle by the end of the week, it's going to be a miracle. Like, <laughs> you can't even make up some of the stuff that, that has happened this week. I mean, I guess I'm kind of glad that it's all happened all at once, and not not spread out that way I can just take care of everything all at once and be done with it but I mean <laughs> I guess let's start off with that because I guess on social media some people are were following along and and joking um, Steve one of our followers who listens to our show uh, he saw what was going on and he made a meme with the the uh, dose Equis guy and and it <laughs> said when uh, when I replace grout, the whole fucking floor – oh, I don't always replace grout, but when I do, the whole fucking floor comes up. That's basically how my week started out. So my wife and I decided that we wanted to take the the sanded grout that we had in our home up. I mean we've, we built this house about six years ago, and you know we have a dog. We have a two-year-old. So anything that spills – like I mean kids are, are a mess. Anything that spills, it's going to screw up the grout. So I said, you know what? Let's pay – Let's let's pay the premium to get epoxy grout, which is basically the same stuff that they use in commercial kitchens. So that way, at the end of the night, they can take a bucket of water and soap, literally just spill it on the floor, and then scrub away to get all the germs and bacteria up. Yep. Um, it's it's the exact same thing. So it literally makes the grout waterproof. So I mean, anything can spill. Coffee, anything. It won't stain. It won't, you know, penetrate down. Nothing. So it's a uh, you know impenetrable. Uh, tile floor at that point. So they started taking out the grout and, you know, I have cameras throughout my house, so I'm watching them work. And, and this is just the first floor tile, uh, the upstairs we, we aren't really concerned about in, in some of those bathrooms, but our whole first floor, other than my office, the, the living room, the family room and the dining room, those are carpet. But I mean, all the hallway, uh, the kitchen area, we have a mud room, um, you know, a couple different hallways throughout the downstairs that have um, this, this type of grout. So all of that had to come up. So they're working in the middle of the kitchen and, and the guy, you know, I hear him stop. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. And he's looking down at, at the tile and I can see this on the camera. So I go out and, and I'm like, Hey, you know, what's going on? He goes, um, I got to show you something. I said, okay, what's up? I'm thinking maybe he, he screwed something up. So he lifts the tile completely out and I'm looking at him like, that's not supposed to happen. So he goes, see see how easy this came out? I said, yeah. He goes, it was never put in. 
I go, so what you're telling me is they never installed my floor correctly when I built this house. And he goes, correct. I was like, oh, man. He goes, I got worse news for you. I said, okay. So he flips the tile around. There's nothing. There's no thin set, nothing on the bottom of the tile. He goes, there's supposed to be some type of thin set on here. He goes, it should be extremely difficult to get this tile out. So literally the thin set um, hardened before they even put my tile floor down. So the only thing that was holding my tile in was the grout. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay. So, like, how, how bad is this? He goes, well, I got worse news for you. I go, what? He goes, this whole section is like that. I go, oh, my God. I go, so what do you have to do? So he's, like, literally lifting tile off, and they're, they're piling it up uh, in the corner of the kitchen. He goes, we're going to have to take all the tile out. I go, you're kidding me, right? He goes, no, we're going to have to take all the tile out. And we're going to literally have to rip everything up all the way down um, to the wood, lay a new subfloor, and then lay your tile back. You know, put the thin set down, a new thin set down, and then put the tile down, and then grout. Now, now this is Monday that they're kind of filling me in with all this. So I'm like, okay. I said, so how long does this add to our timeline? He's like, it's going to be the entire week. And, and we're recording this on, on Friday, by the way. Um, so I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I'm like, I, I work from home anyways. I'll just stay in my office. I'll get work done. Okay, go ahead and do it. So next thing I hear like this cracking noise. I'm like, what the heck? Like, are they breaking tile or what? I go out there. They're taking out my baseboards, which I didn't think about that. They would have to do that in order to take up all the tile, but they're like snapping parts of, of my baseboards off. So I'm like, Hey guys, I know you guys don't do baseboards, but who's going to fix this? Um, well, the builder's going to have to come out. I go, guys, I've, I've been living here for six years now. There's no warranty on this stuff. Uh, well, I don't know. So I had to call the builder, you know, long story short, they're going to come out and fix the baseboards for me. But, uh, but they're all beat up. So in the process, I had a guy using my, my bathroom downstairs on the first floor and, and another guy had to use a bathroom. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, go upstairs, go all the way down the hall, and then on the right-hand side is is a bathroom on that side of the house. And we never even used that bathroom. You know, we we have other bathrooms upstairs, uh, you know, for myself and the kid and stuff. So we're like, okay, uh, go ahead up there and, and do whatever you got to do. So he comes down, and later that day, I'm not thinking anything of it, but I'm like, I better go make sure that that toilet seat is down just so my dog doesn't go, you know, running up there and starts drinking from the bowl or falls in or something stupid. So I go up and I notice there's something on the side of the toilet, like on the on the on the tile up there. The the grout up there looks wet. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, did this dude piss all over or, or what? So I look and it's coming from underneath the toilet. I'm like, what's going on here? Somehow this dude, he must have had like a power poop or something and he shifted the toilet. So now that wax seal that's between the toilet and the floor yeah. somehow somehow got loose. So every time the toilet would flush, a little bit of the water would come out the side underneath the toilet. I'm like, all right, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like, all right, I'll go downstairs. I'll get some wrenches, and, and I'll take care of this. So I come back up. I pop the caps off the side of the toilet, and I notice that the one side isn't even in into uh, – uh, I don't. I don't even know what they call it. The the piece that it actually screws into that's into the floor. Yeah, it's yeah. not even in there. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm fishing for it. I can't find it. it. You know. So they didn't even install my toilet correctly when when we built this house. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So now Wednesday comes along and 
And I'm like, all right, you know, they're they're hopefully finishing up the floor today and tomorrow. Friday, we'll let it dry. We'll be good to go. So I went out quick to to get some water because I knew I was going to be locked in the office for the rest of the day because they're going to finish up. Well, now my water dispenser and my fridge isn't working. I'm like, oh my god, Mike, what's what is going on with this house? Like everything is all of a sudden like not working. So I'm like, all right. Uh, I guess I'll have to call somebody to come out and, and check my fridge and figure out why the water is not dispensing. The ice machine works perfectly. Water's going into the ice machine, but water's not coming out of the, the dispenser. So I call. Uh, I got that scheduled for Monday. And Monday they're going to come out and fix the baseboards. Uh, the, the builder's going to do that. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, nothing else can possibly go wrong this week. So last night, Thursday night, laying in bed. I'm asleep. Something wakes me up. I'm like, what? Why am I awake? Like, what what just happened? And then I hear, beep. Like, what what the fuck is that beep? Beep. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Smoke detector battery. Like, what the fuck? It's like 2.30 in the morning. So I get up. My wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, you don't hear that? Hear what? I'm like, exactly. So I go out, figure it out. I'm like, all right. So it's it's the freaking smoke detector battery in, in one of the rooms. So I'm I'm walking around trying to figure out which freaking battery it is. Finally, I find it. Take the battery out. I go back to bed. So my wife wakes up before me, decides that she's going to quick jump in the shower first. And I hear the water turn on. I hear the water turn off. I'm like, what? What's going on? Then I hear the, the fan in the bathroom turn off. Bathroom door opens. She walks back into the room. And I'm thinking, I know what's coming next. Matt, what? We don't have any hot water. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? I'm like, all right, oh. let me let me go down and and figure out what's going on. We have uh, uh, Navian tankless hot water heater, so I go down. I check the control panel on it, and it's it's blinking. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And it has an error code. I don't know what what E O O three means. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. So I turn it off. I turn it back on. It seems to be working fine. So walk upstairs, check the water, gets hot. Perfect. So I fixed that one, thank goodness. So then my wife goes, oh, hey, um, I noticed last night that the uh, the outside Christmas lights that you put up weren't on. Now, if anybody who, who knows me knows I am not a fan of decorations for any holiday. It doesn't matter. I'll put the Christmas tree up because it's kind of tradition, but I hate decorations. So I'm like, okay, let me. I, I just fixed the the water heater. Let me go check what you know what's going on with these lights. I go outside. Sure enough, lights aren't working. I'm like you gotta be kidding me. I walk down. I check the breaker box. Nothing's tripped. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to turn off and turn on a couple of these because it's not marked for the outside receptacles for some odd reason. The builder didn't do that. So. Turn a couple off, turn them on. I'm like, all right, I'll go back up, reset it. Still not working. Literally, I just get frustrated, so I just keep hitting the reset button. Finally, the the box outside resets, which why it didn't do it the first time is beyond me. I have no idea. But it resets. Lights work. Perfect. So that, in a nutshell, is basically – I don't even know how long I've ranted on about this, but that's been my week in a nutshell and living in the office <laughs> with, with my dog who's – sleeping behind me currently but that's that's been my odd and uh frustrating week yeah i mean there there have been there have been opportunities 
for me to have to to buy or inherit a house and exactly what you just described is my biggest my biggest uh deterrent from having my own house i've been renting for years now people say oh renting's a ripoff which of course it is but at the same time everything that went wrong like pretty much everything that you you listed has gone wrong at, at an apartment i've lived in um and it's never been an issue it's fixed the next day for free you know what i mean right so like yeah I, like you might pay you might pay um 500 700 900 dollars a month but at the same time if your fucking tile floor starts coming up the crew from whoever the whatever crew the landlord hires they come in and it's fixed oh sometimes that day that you find it and that's all she wrote you know what i mean there's no you don't pay nothing you don't and in fact sometimes you just go to work you come home and shit is fixed like we had a we had a leak like the apartment we're in now uh is obviously the nicest apartment we've had so far they've they've you know it's our fourth apartment and uh they've continuously um improved and uh this one but the other not maybe a year ago we had a leak in the fucking in the main closet the bedroom closet it's like a big walk-in closet and there's a we went in there one one morning and there's like this it looks like a it's hard to explain it's like this big huge like not huge but you could fit like a softball in there like a softball sized dip coming off the ceiling and it's like uh, there's a steady drip of water coming down off it you know like obviously there's a pocket of water sitting there so we we uh, had to i'm thinking like my you know i'm thinking like if 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 i wasn't renting and i couldn't just call this guy and have him fix it like this would be such a bitch to take care of and uh but you know they came in while we were at work they fucking chopped it off they they uh recovered it sanded it and everything painted it and it didn't even look like it was there when we got home and it was oh, free wow. of char- you know fr- i mean it's not really free of charge you're paying if you're paying over 800 dollars a month for rent every month it's not really free of charge it's like but that that's that's part of it you know right but that that's part of the reason why i like renting and i don't i don't totally agree that it's as, i don't think it's as much of a ripoff as people say because of things like that like However much, like, this week probably set you back so much just fixing all this shit and having these guys do your floor and everything, but, um, but the floor's a little different. That's remodeling. That's not fixing, right? Yeah, it it started out as a remodeling project just for the grout, (laughs) and it went downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a little bit different. That's not, like, that's not necessarily something going wrong, but I have, uh... I have vivid memories of helping my father. This is probably why I don't have a house. I'm probably scarred. I have vivid memories watching my father or helping my father fix everything that went wrong in the house. Um, I think most young boys, I mean, at least ones that, I don't know. I I feel like that's a pretty common thing. But um, whether it was the laundry, the, you know, the, the, the washer and dryer the refrigerator, shit in the garage, something to do with plumbing, uh, the furnace downstairs. Uh, we we had um we had a uh, a furnace downstairs 
that burned oil. I, I'm pretty sure. And uh, there was an oil tank downstairs. And then we also had a well. Like we we live pretty far out in the country. Not not super. It was like it was like halfway between suburban and the sticks. You know, like it wasn't the sticks, but it wasn't like you know it wasn't uh, like a suburb either. But uh, we what else did we do? We did all kinds of shit like like that. You know. And I remember my dad was like the the father from uh, a Christmas story. You know, you know a Christmas story, right? That's yeah. how my father was. Like, like if you got in trouble, and the, the worst thing you could, my mom could possibly do was tell my dad, because all she had to do, my mom was never had to discipline us. My mom was just like, "I'm going to tell your father," and we were church mice, because we know dad <laughs> would fucking drop the hammer on us every time, and uh, it was the same way fixing shit, you know, cursing and all that shit. So um, that might be that might be part of it. I'm I'm tainted, but. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds like, and I, I'm like, I, maybe this is a stupid thing to say because it sounds obvious, but I feel like I have it worse than most people. I cannot stand being inconvenienced. It fucking drives me nuts when I'm in, like if I had to stop, like if I'm going somewhere and I have a destination and I got to stop and get gas, I fucking hate it. Like I, do, I hate that I have to get gas because it's, it's not like, it's something that I have to do that doesn't. It does not – it doesn't help my goal that in that moment in any way, shape, or form. You know, It's just something extra that I have to do. It's like wasted time for no reason. Uh, or like running an errand. Like if I have meds to pick up and I got to I gotta fucking – part of my day is going and standing in the, med, the, 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 uh, the pharmacy line at Price Chopper or something. Like that shit annoys the hell out of me. Like that's why my wife does almost all the errand running. That type of stuff drives me nuts. Uh, you're probably thinking you're 15 minutes late. You don't talk about inconvenience, people. <laughs> <laughs> because I was late today. I totally forgot we were doing the show. But um, uh, I'm working 60 hours a week. I, my brain's like mush. But uh, yeah, so those things are such inconveniences. Like you wake up one day and you have this plan, right? Like I don't know how you are. Like when I wake up, there's certain things. Like I pretty much – I kind of know how I want my day to go when I wake up in the morning. Like, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, and, and this, this, and that. So, if I were to wake up and see that my fucking toilet's leaking, my whole, like, what I thought my day was going to be is no longer that. Because now, yeah, exactly. now I have to fix the fucking toilet, and who knows what comes from that. Like, who knows how long, I mean, that could be a quick, it could be all day, and, the, like, that, that fucking, that, that annoys me. I guess if I, if I woke up every day, and every day was like a new blank slate, and I didn't know what was going on. I guess those types of things wouldn't be as bad, but I mean, I always think about stuff like big appliances. Like what if your refrigerator just shits the bed, completely shits the bed and you need a new one and you have a badass refrigerator. Like those things are thousands of dollars. Same with yep. washers and dryers, um, all that type of stuff. Things that are basically, they're, they're basically, um, what's the word? They're, they're. I don't know what the word like you have to have them. There's no yeah, real they're like necessities. You, they're exactly they're a necessity. They're like a two thousand dollar necessity that you also need fucking some sort of magician to get them in your house because it, it's it's like a two thousand dollar necessity that takes you got to call a buddy, you got to have someone with a truck, or you have to to not only get the other one out but get the new one in. 
you got to be that guy who calls his buddy with the truck or you have to, you know, call, have, have like wherever you get it, you have to have them bring it in, which is more money and more hassle. You know, I don't think people quite understand. I, I bet a lot of people who are listening to this don't have homes. Uh, I mean, I'm almost 30 years old and, uh, we make pretty good money and I, we don't have a house. Um, but I feel like people who don't have homes, I don't think they, I don't think they really understand what, what it entails to have a home. Like, I guess, luckily for me, I was involved with everything that went wrong with the house when I was a kid helping my father. So I think I, I kind of have a better grasp on what having a home is like than most people. And it really is as you're displaying with your fucking story, it really can be a ton of, a ton of work and a ton of maintenance, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I won't say it's always something, but there's always something that could potentially go wrong at any minute. I mean, we've had our refrigerator, um, you know, stop cooling twice now, and it's a new refrigerator, which Ugh. we could probably do a whole other segment on, on all the new technology that's out today that isn't built like it was back in the day, basically for the, for the reason that they don't want it to last forever. They want you to have to go buy a new refrigerator, a new washer, a yeah. new dryer, well, new whatever. Today, the difference is back in the day, the the basic fucking shit lasted forever. Nowadays, the basic shit doesn't last at all. But you, if you spend like like if you spent an an exorbitant amount of money and did your research, you could probably you could buy a refrigerator that lasted forever. But the thing is, nowadays you have to spend an arm and a leg. It's the same with a, a microwave or a stove or anything else. If you want one that's going to last forever, you have to pay uh, an ass load of money for it. Where back in the day, you could get an average one and it would last forever, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, owning a house, it's it's great to, you know, have ownership of it. But, I mean, it comes with a whole bunch of responsibility. I mean, if, if you're in an apartment, usually there's a uh, – um, HOA or something that takes care of any of the lawn that's around the apartments and stuff like that. I mean, when, when you yeah. own a home, you got to take care of all that, which means you got to yep. buy a lawnmower or a tractor and a weed whacker and a snowblower to do your driveway. And, you know, you have yeah. landscaping you have to take care of. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of work, but I mean, it's, there's also pride in that too. I mean, I love, you know, on a, on a summer day after I get done mowing the grass and, and edging everything and blowing all the grass off you know, just sitting there on the back porch, you know, with the cold beverage and, and just kind of admiring, you know, what what you have, so to speak. Um, so I like I like that. But I mean, we've we've never rented. Um, you know, we were we kind of went bought a house when we got married and then from there built this one. And, and here we sit. Yeah, we are definitely the opposite. We've rented the entire time. And I think uh We've gotten pretty lucky as far as uh, I would say two of our apartments were um, almost like steals for what we were what we were what we were paying, and then uh, the following two were the price was about right, but everything is good. I mean, like I said, something will break, and I mean, I, honestly, like if I if I heard if I heard something in the background right now, and I was like, oh shit, and I went out there, and let's say the who knows, like let's say the fan in the bathroom was broken. It, like Even something stupid like that, I wouldn't hear that from here, of course, but something that I could hear and could be fixed, I could call them most things. I could call them right now and be like, hey, uh, this is Jeff from apartment such and such and such. I got this, this, and this. 
and uh, it, it's not working. They'd be like, okay, so we'll send a, we'll send a whatever, a, um, we'll send a, a worker out or whatever. And usually by the end of the day, it's fucking fixed, like that day, you know. So yeah, that's great. Uh, that's it's kind of part of the, it's part of paying a lot. But I know not everyone renting is in that kind of situation where the the landlord or company that you rent from is is that um punctual about getting stuff fixed and everything which is nice because i know some people are in, in situations where they're renting and they have fucking something goes wrong and it, it takes them all week to even get to it which would be which would be horrible do you think uh i guess it's kind of impossible at this point but you think that the people like how much do you trust the people who are working on your house or were well, the fact that I have cameras throughout my house and on the outside, I think should pretty much answer that. It's I have I have major trust issues with people. Like I have a, a close circle of of people that that I talk to and hang out with and stuff, and you know I, I keep those people close. But to to get in that circle is extremely hard. Um, so I mean, literally anywhere that the workers were. I had cameras up. I mean, obviously we had we had doors locked upstairs and stuff. And I know some people um, listening to this are probably going to be like, Matt, you're paranoid. You know, not everybody's like that. Not all these workers are going through and stealing your watches and and this and that or or whatever. You know, your wife's jewelry, whatever the case may be. I know that, but in my head, I can't trust people, so I have to, um, you know prepare for, for situations such as that and take precaution. That's, that's just me. You might be different and, and that's okay. But yeah, for me, it's, it's tough to trust people. The guys that were here, don't get me wrong. They were great. I, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, you know, trust my life to them, but you know, they, they were punctual. They were always here on time. They did what they said that they were supposed to. Yeah. They, they banged the hell out of some of the baseboards, uh, and, and broke the toilet. But, uh, other than that, I mean, they, they were good people. Yeah, that's good. I think, uh, I, I, did they know they were on camera or you just videotaped them? No, they, and if anybody comes to my house, you're being taped. That's, that's the way it is. Um, and, and we have it more. It's you, not that you, we're, but were, it's were not they, that we're, were, were they, were, were they aware that they were, that they were, no, no. I mean, it's not, it's not strange to have a surveillance, I mean, I, w- I would like that in my house as well. But like, but were they aware that they were being that they that they were on camera during doing their work so that they couldn't do say, shady shit? Or did you just you know what I'm saying? Like, did they know about it, or was it just no. happening without their no without their knowledge? No, they didn't know that the cameras were on. It's it's very difficult. Them, you didn't catch them doing anything suspect. No, I mean, other than like the first day, I was starting to get a little pissed off because the main guy. Um, he was constantly on his phone, you know, I could hear him getting texts or whatever. And then he stops what he's doing. He pulls his phone out. He's, he's working on his phone and he puts his phone back, does a little bit of work. Phone goes off again, pulls it out, texts somebody back, puts it back in. I mean, and the dude, he eats more than me. I mean, this dude always had a freaking sandwich or a banana or something in his hand. Um, (laughs) You know, and I don't care that they're using the microwave, but, you know, they would just kind of help themselves that, you know, they would walk over, you know, throw their food in, do whatever, which I didn't care. But it's just kind of like me personally, I might be weird, but I would ask somebody, you know, I would knock on the door and say, hey, do you mind if I use your microwave? I got to heat up, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. a hot pocket or whatever the heck they're eating. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we, we, we have the cameras just for, for security. We have an alarm system, but it's more so somebody breaks in. Obviously, the alarm system would hopefully make them turn around and run back out. But if not, you know, then, then we have them on camera. Same thing with outside. Somebody wants to vandalize or do something stupid, take a shit on our yard, whatever. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> we, we know who you are. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there was nothing that these guys did that, that made me go, hmm, I wonder what they're doing. Right, because the reason – the first thing that popped in my head when this guy is telling you that all the fucking tiles are put in wrong is that maybe they somehow uh, – somehow they caused that issue and that they're trying to get more money out of you because that sounds like a classic fucking, oh, we're here to do this, but since we're here – I mean, we, we also found this that needs to be fixed and it's going to be an extra $800 or, or like even the toilet, like – I feel like maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility that they like shimmy the toilet because and and if you didn't know what the fuck like I don't know I mean I'm not I'm not a fix it guy like I don't know how to fix shit I it's I mean just from this conversation I can tell that you can fix shit better than I can um I can fix the human body I can't fix like a toilet but uh I, I, like I feel like if if I had workers at my house and my toilet was leaking. I would ask them to fix it and pay that. You know what I mean? So I almost feel like, is, is it possible they fucking broke the toilet on purpose in hopes that you would have them fix that too and get more money? Well, here's the thing. They they couldn't figure out how to fix the baseboards. So like when they put them up, all they did was nail them into uh, the wall, which anybody who knows anything about baseboards knows you you just don't do that for one you see nails in the woodwork which have to be patched up and painted but then you have to caulk the top of the woodwork because you know there's always going to be a tiny little space between the wall and the baseboard so it has to be caulked so they didn't do that they're like no we don't time yeah they're like we don't we don't do that we just do the tile we don't we don't know how to do any of that stuff so I doubt that they they messed up the toilet on purpose. And from what it looks like when I looked, the, the toilet was never installed correctly in the first place, which I, I'm frustrated because the builder is very reputable in our area. So, you know, whoever they're using to, to contract out their work must be, you know, dumbasses. You know, they, they try and get things done on the cheap. But, I mean, like, with the flooring, there's no way that they, they screwed that up. I, I mean, if... If the tile was solid and and the thin set cured with the tile, they would literally have to scrape the shit out of that tile to clean it, and that would take hours to do that many tiles. So I know that there's no way that they right, right. they did it just to try and get more money. Um, it's it's just literally a case where whoever laid the floor down, which I'm told they're out of business, <laughs> big shocker. Um, but they they must have let the the thin set cure too long before they put the tile down, and it just never, you know, secured to the to the thin set to stay in place. So the yeah. grout was the only thing holding it. Not uh, terribly hard to believe, but uh, yeah, that particular situation it's not really possible. But I guess I'm just being cynical. Every time I think of like, uh, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like uh, businesses are much more. Most businesses are much, much more cutthroat than people want to believe. Uh, I feel like the situation it obviously didn't happen to you, and it probably couldn't have because you have surveillance and they would be fucked. If but uh, 
I feel like those types of situations are much more common than people think. Um, like the whole, you bring your car into the shop to get brakes replaced, and then all of a sudden you need a new gas line. All of a sudden you need this, you know what I mean? Because they, they purposely fuck shit up on you because they know you're a 20-year-old girl and you don't know what the fuck you're, you know what I mean? Um, like you think about if, it doesn't have to be a girl, but girls in general know less about cars, but like, if, if a 20-year-old kid who doesn't know anything about cars, you know, he likes video games and computers or, or he's into he's an, uh, an athlete that doesn't know anything about, you know, vehicles and he's got a car and he brings it in for something simple and they tell them, oh, this is this and it really needs to be fixed. Like, more than likely, they're going to fix it, you know. It's, right. it's, 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 a, it's, not, an, it's not an uncommon um, sales form to deceive and trick people into thinking they need more than they do. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever, I'm always, I'm always leery of that. Whenever you're having somebody quote, fix any of your things, you know, um, I hate bringing my car in to be fixed by anyone. Cause we had like a local guy we went to in the country where I grew up and there's just zero chance you would ever do that. My dad went there since my dad was probably younger than I like, well, not younger than I am, but about my age or maybe younger. Uh, I'm getting pretty old now, actually. So maybe, maybe. But, uh, you know, for like 20, 25 years, he fucking went there. And they were like friends and everything. And they would do shit for free sometimes. Uh, so there was just no... But now I go to more commercial places out here. It's not like we don't really live in the country anymore. So every time I go, I'm like, you fuckers better not... I, you better not come back with something like telling me that there's something else wrong that I didn't even tell you to fix. Um, yeah, exactly. I think people are too trusting these days. Like... I know a lot of my neighbors, if they have work done to their house, they go to work. They just leave their, their door unlocked. Hey, you're coming at 9 o'clock. All right, go ahead. Let yourself in the front door. When you leave at the end of the day, just lock the door behind you. You know, thanks for fixing this or remodeling that or working on that or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, there's no way I would have anybody in my house when I'm not present. No way. I <laughs> – Literally, if I left the house and somebody was in my house that I did not know, I, I would go ballistic. I wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. I, I would be driving into trees because I couldn't think about anything else other than what these people are doing in my home. Oh, yeah. I'm, we I'm weird like that. I'm no, sure, that's not I'm fucking sure people weird. are listening. They're, going, they're like, man, Matt is so weird. Like this dude I mean, well, it's, nobody. It's, the only reason it's a little bit weird is because you have a, 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 a surveillance system. Otherwise – but otherwise, it's not weird at all. I mean, because when you have a home, it's fucking your home. I think most people who have a home would understand that. They don't want some fucking... I mean, when it comes down to it, everything that you have and you are is in that home in, in one way, shape, or form. So, like, I don't know. I feel like that that's a, that's a common way to feel when it comes to to that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, I think people are... are far too trustworthy when it comes to listen if somebody if, if someone is doing a service for you to make money they're doing it to make money that's that's the bottom line is that they're they're not doing it to to fix your whatever they're fixing they're not doing it to to please people they're not doing it to because they like to see safe – none of that is the reason that – they're doing it strictly to make money. Only reason they're doing it. So you have to be conscious of that and realize that 
if there's any way they can make more money, they're going to do that because that's the whole point. It, it, it's almost becomes like a like a, a game where it's like two teams. One team wants to score on the other team. It doesn't matter. That's all that matters. If they can, if they can trick the other team and make them think they're go- like in, in football, if they can make the they make the other team think they're going to the right and they go to the left to score, or they can deceive them, or they can blast their best player at the knees and take them out. They're, they're going to do those things because the, the bottom line is them winning. Um, it's a, the same as if you take your car in or you do any pretty much anything that costs you money. Unless you have someone who's now there's a diff, there's there are some people who are passionate about what they do and they actually enjoy um, accomplishing what they're accomplishing at work. But as time goes on, those people become more and more rare because everything is more commercialized. And in a commercial setting, it's run by bean counters. Hundred percent, all of it is. So it just comes down to profits and this, that, and the other thing. So. I mean, at these auto places, they probably have incentives for people who generate the highest fucking average cost of appointments or whatever, you know? I mean, that's, uh, that w- that's business in general, though. I mean, right. if you're a businessman or you're a salesman, you're looking to upsell. That. So while you're there to get your oil changed and your tires rotated, hey, I noticed that your wipers are getting a little, you know, worn. You know, is that something that you want us to quick throw on while you're here? Or, hey, I noticed that this, that, and the other, you know, can we take care of that for you? I mean, that's that's normal. But, I mean, it's, it's when they are shady. Like, <laughs> my wife put, took her car in and, and asked them to change the oil. And I went to pick it up. So she dropped me off and, and I went in to pay. And then she would drive it home. I just went in because I knew the guys. And and the one guy was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we installed, you know, this type of oil. And I go, well, why? Oh, that's what your wife said she wanted. I go, you're fucking lying to me. I'm like, my wife doesn't even know what the fuck that is. Well, that's what <laughs> she said she wanted. I go, that's bullshit. I said, hold on. So I, I motioned for my wife to come in. I go, hey, do you know what, you know, extended life oil is? She goes, no, why? I go, because you asked for it. She goes, no, I didn't. So I looked at the guy and said, she doesn't even know what the fuck it is. So how how is this working? I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pay for the the standard oil, but you're going to keep the oil in that you just put in, and that's how it's going to go. And and he was like, uh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you trying to pull one over on a lady? Like, I just lucked out that I walked in and I checked the bill to see what was going on because something sounded odd. My wife would have walked in, laid a credit card down, and left. I yeah. mean, she wouldn't have thought twice about it until I would have looked at it and went, what the fuck is this extended life oil that they put in here? Like, what's what's up with this? But it's I, – I hate people like that that try and, you know, take advantage of women or, uh, you know, people that are young or, or uninformed or not knowledgeable and stuff. That that pisses me off. Yeah. Well, it's it's not just women. It's it's men too in other situations like in jewelers and stuff. Yeah. There are situations where men get taken advantage of because they're men. Um, but I'm just saying, but I think, uh, that what they probably did in that situation is I can almost guarantee he probably wasn't flat out lying to you. He probably gave your wife some, some oil pitch and, and listed off a bunch of oils that just confused the shit out of her. Listed off like you can have this, this, this X, Y, Z, X, P, W, Y, K, all these, um, most people get this one. It's the best one. You want that one? You know, that type of thing. And your wife's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just berating, just giving her way too many options and then kind of, like, 
making one of them sound like that's the one that everyone gets. So you might as well get that one. And meanwhile, it's the most expensive one. So she says yes. And in effect, she's saying she's saying she wants that one, even though she doesn't even know what she's, she's saying yes to. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's maybe. Just, she's just agreeing with the guy because he bombarded her with all this nonsense, you know? I feel like that's 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 kind of uh, that's that's kind of uh, likely. Or um, he could he could be straight up lying to you. That's that's also very possible. But yeah, uh, whenever like honestly, I don't know anything about cars, but I will purposely when I go to get my car looked at or my wife goes to get her car looked at, I will like what, what in my I mean I used to like I don't know I used to back in the day I, like I rode four wheelers I was I was a uh, I rode um, snowmobiles a lot. Like, I was into, like, freestyle snowmobiling and stuff. So, like, I have clothing that makes it look like I would know about cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have clothing that's, like, like um, four-wheeler companies and, like, uh, motor oil companies and shit. So, I will – but I don't – it's, like, my, my bedtime clothing, basically. But I'll, like, wear that in to, like, uh, a car dealership. Like, whatever, wherever we're going. And I feel like that – protects me from them trying to fuck me over because i think they assume i know about cars because i'm wearing a a fucking or or i'll wear like a chainsaw company shirt or something like that you know what i mean like my father-in-law worked for a chainsaw company and we had cha- we fucking used chainsaws all the time when i was younger at the at the house um we actually this is a, t- a tangent but we not a tangent but off but yeah i would like i'll do that like i'll wear i'll wear clothing that a person who knows about cars like I wear clothing that most people wearing that clothing will know about cars, you know, just to try to protect myself from that shit. Because honestly, if they if they throw me some curveball, I'm I'm not I'm not really I'm not really programmed to handle that from a automotive uh, intelligence perspective. Like I wouldn't even um, like the oil thing. I don't know that I would even have caught that unless I had some sort of chart there that showed me the prices of the oils. I would have just thought, oh, wow, their oil is expensive. Like, I, I don't know enough about fucking motor oil to even – but I can wear a motor oil shirt in and make them think I do so they don't try to fuck me over. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I do uh, – but we lived <clears throat> – this is going to really sound like we lived out in the fucking boonies. Maybe we did. It just didn't seem like it to me. But when we got a – did you get a real Christmas tree growing up? Do you get a real one now? No. Okay. Well, I, I, I think real Christmas trees are retarded. I don't understand that shit. But uh, it's like driving a standard vehicle. Like, yeah, I know some people might think it's fun, but I don't know how much fun that could be for that long. Like, I learned how to drive standard when I was really young, and I never did it ever. I just didn't understand shifting a car all fucking day. I just didn't understand. You can't eat. You can't do You can't do anything. But, I mean, you can, but it's a pain in the ass. Uh, but I, 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 we would go out. So my dad and I, sometimes my sister as well. We would go out in the woods behind our house on our property, cut down a, and, and literally chainsaw a tree down for our Christmas tree from the woods. Like a wild tree that was not meant to be a Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's that many people. Like, there's people who go and get a real tree, but they go to like a tree farm or whatever, like a place that's designed to do such a thing. Right. We would go out in the back and find a fucking pine tree that was the right size, cut it down right from the woods, and take it and, and drag it back to the house. That's how uh, that's how hardcore we were. We also heated the house with the trees 
from our property. We would cut trees down, block them, split them, carry them to the house, and burn them in the wood stove. Um, which meant that my ho- my room, which was on the other side of the house, was always freezing cold. Um, <laughs> and, the in- and the insulation was shit in our house, so because it was a pretty old house. But uh, so it was just fucking freezing all the time, which is now like I'll go to work on a day where it's thirty degrees and not wear a coat, and people bl- they're like, "What is going?" And I was like, oh, "I like being cold. I'm calm." I'm kind of comfortable when I'm cold, but, uh, yeah, we used to actually go out and get our tree, like, from the, f- fucking from the woods. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not common. Cutting down yeah. trees and stuff and, and limbs in, on your own property, the heat, and, and do, you know, fires and stuff like that, that's normal, but yeah, <laughs> walking into, I mean, I don't know anybody who, at least around here, that, that kind of just walks in and cuts down a tree from the woods and, do, 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 do. Hauls it back to their house, and there's a Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Yeah, swear to God, we probably did that until I was. We eventually got a fake tree because that just became a giant pain in the ass. But uh, I mean, it always was. But it was just something we did on Christmas. I remember we would tie we would tie it up, drag it home with the four wheeler, brush the snow off it. That was inevitably, you know, we would either drag it if it was really snowy, we could drag it, but. Um, we also had a big wagon we would pull behind the four-wheeler, and we could also put it on that. Uh, the same wagon we used to haul the shit from the woods when we were blocking. I fucking hated doing that stuff, though. Man. Splitting wood and everything. I just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't the type of country kid that, like, enjoyed that. I was like... I wanted to be in inside playing Pokemon. I did not want to be out there splitting wood, let me tell you. But, uh... <laughs> maybe it instilled some sort of work ethic in me. I'm not really sure. Um, but anyways... Wow, that was a long time we talked about nothing to do with bodybuilding. Anyways, we have uh, the San Marino Pro was won by Lionel Baiecki, uh this last weekend. And uh, not really anything interesting to say about that show. I think – I thought Lionel Baiecki looked uh, <clears throat> super impressive though. He's – I feel like he kind of – Right now, I don't know who he reminds me of. A little bit of Ruli Winkler almost. Like when Ruli that those years when Ruli went from like a really good pro who was like needed some more size to the biggest pro in the whole circuit. He he kinda transformed, like he just got bigger and fuller and bigger and fuller and rounder and rounder until he was like what he is today. I feel like Lionel Backey's starting to do that. I don't. Maybe it was because he was standing next to like weaker comp. Not that I've seen a lot of comp, uh, comparison photos, but he just for Lionel Baiecki, who's always big and round. This time he looked bigger, rounder, fuller than ever before, and he was in good condition too. But I, I feel like he's he something has changed in his program, and he's started. He's like a lot bigger. I feel like maybe um, I would bet that his stage weight is much higher now than it was a couple of years ago uh, in the same condition, if not better. I mean, something that, that I overheard and, and I think it's true is Baiki was working with Palumbo for a while. And, and I know Palumbo was talking about how difficult it was to, to really dial him in because of, of his body type and Baiki, um, my understanding is he was diagnosed with diabetes and and somehow uh you know through diet and, and everything else 
he you know he he no longer is suffering from that, which I guess is good for him in terms. No, no, of, it was it was it wasn't it was through prayer. Oh, was was it through prayer? Oh, that's that, right, that's, that's right. That's, he did that's say what that he in says. the interview. You're correct. I don't think he even said he changed his diet. Well, I mean, what it probably really was was a bunch of growth hormone causing high blood sugar, and then he stopped the growth hormone, and God cured him. You're, you're probably right. You're you're absolutely I mean, right. I mean, that's probably what it was like. <laughs> but but he also changed trainers. He stopped working with Dave, and and I guess he was talking with Dexter Jackson after I think it was the Olympia. And and Dexter said, hey, why don't you try a different trainer? And and I think was it uh, Farah? Yes. That that he told him to go, you know, try. And I mean, going into this show, obviously he won this show, so uh, I know people really don't. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, De- Dexter, <laughs> Dexter didn't tell him to. Definitely didn't tell him to use Dave or Chris. That's for sure. Oh hell, <laughs> he piece of shit. He's snaking the grass. Him and a cedo. Him and a cedo. They snaking the grass. <laughs> but but yeah, so uh, I it was interesting to to watch the interview because Dave even brought it up that that he started working with George Farah going into this show, and you know that I guess that would be kind of uncomfortable for both parties, being that Dave was his trainer, and and Baiki now won with a different trainer, uh, so you know that that had to be awkward. But I thought he looked good. He was full. He was big. Uh, you know, this was probably one of his better showings of, of the year. Obviously he plays first, so I would hope so. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't a stacked lineup to begin with. I mean, overall, I mean, you're talking about obviously bikey won second place, uh, went to clan seer third was Brandon Ray, which tells you it probably wasn't that good of a show. If Brandon Ray is top five, uh, four yeah, was, was shocked Beckham, that he was third and then five was Zupan. And, and I mean, that's. There's not much to the show. I mean, Baiki went in and, and won it unanimously, unanimously. I mean, there was there was really nobody there that that could touch him. I mean, if you look at the scorecard, uh, there's nobody even close. I, I mean, Clancier was double points away in terms of the totals than than what Baiki was. So, I mean, Baiki won it fair and square. I don't think there's anybody who can contest that that he didn't look his best and or deserve the win. Uh, he, he definitely looked better than, than I've seen. Yeah. The guy, um, I don't think Lionel Becky ever worked with Dave, <clears throat> maybe, but I believe he worked with, um, I know he worked with Dennis James who then Dennis James talked shit about him, about how he was, you know, cheating on his diet and he was lazy in the gym. And maybe that's true. Who knows? He kind of strikes me as a guy who will be lazy in the diet, uh, not in the diet, but lazy in the gym. He also trains and lives in France, which has to be just horrifyingly bad for bodybuilding. I mean, French people don't eat and they don't train and they're tiny and, you know, I, don't, I just don't think that that's a good situation for a bodybuilder. But um, I feel like this guy, I don't know, man. I feel like if he if he just beefs up his, his, his hams and glutes and shit and just gets a little bit more sweep from the side and, and, and a little more size from the back from the leg department man i don't know he looks insane insane to me um i don't see how with a with a little more beef on the back of his legs um essentially i feel like he needs to just train back with with johnny and branch uh like once a week fly out to arlington and train back with them i feel like if he did that for six months and he comes in in his best shape ever. I don't see how he's not in the mix at any show, and I mean any show. 
Yeah. Um, he, he is just way too special to not be. But this Peter, Peter Clancier guy is a freak. Um, he looks like – I mean – I hate saying this because it's not really true, but in a way it's true. Like he's built like a tall Lee priest. Um, he, he really is. He's got a, he's got a very long abdomen, which is good in bodybuilding because it, 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 it keeps your waist smaller. Um, and he's got huge arms, shorter legs, which when you have shorter legs in general, they're easier to build. Um, he, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a tall Lee priest, but he's wider up top. Doesn't have quite as small of a waist. Um, but I don't know. He just kind of has that like, uh, short leg, long torso or, um, a better analogy would be, he's what Eric Fankhauser should have been. Um, that's, that's what I, that's what I see when I see, when I look at Peter Clancier, he's, he's what, he's what, um, Eric Fankhauser should look like today. But he took, you know, he took time off and everything. He did, he did his thing. But uh, the guy is unbelievable, really. If you look at his photos, he's fucking wide as hell. Very clean muscle, huge legs, ripped, small waist. Uh, he's got that nice long torso that keeps his his uh, his waist uh, tight. He, big old delts, great arms. He doesn't look jimmied up anywhere. Um, the guy is very, very good. I actually thought, looking at his photos and shit, I thought there's a good chance that he could beat Lionel Backey uh, if Lionel Backey showed up in one of his... Um, I mean, Lionel showed up at shows and looked like he dieted on donuts before. So I was thinking, if he showed up like that, this uh, Clancy guy is going to take him out. But uh, luckily for Lionel, that was not the case. So uh, he he ends up with the win, but... Are you familiar with this Peter Clancier guy? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, obviously he's he's kind of like the dark horse. I mean, he's he's good enough to to be a, you know a, a surprise. But I mean, if you put him in a stacked lineup, he's he's not going to be top five at all. But I mean, he's placed not top five in a lineup. couple of these smaller smaller shows this year. So I mean, the potential is there. I, I mean, he's got a good physique. It's just what you know what level can he take it to to compete with the bigger guys. Right, exactly. I think uh, because he has that long torso, I really don't think uh, I don't think he's anywhere close to where he could be, where he could be. You know, a um, little bit of Lavrone in him too, I would say, because Lavrone has that going on a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be until he 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 grows so much that he has lean handles, but. Uh, which is a, a urban dictionary term that I uh, coined. It's not really an urban dictionary, but it should be. Like when a guy gets so heavily muscular that his his like lower abdomen hangs over his trunks and looks like a love handle, even though it's rock hard muscle. You know when that when that ha- it kind of happened to Phil Heath, it happened to Jay Cutler, it happens to a lot of guys. They get lean handles. Like Keith Williams has lean handles. Um, a lot of guys do. Because they have just so heavily muscled, heavily muscled in the midsection that it starts poking out to the side. Ruley right. has lean handles. Oh yeah. They look like love handles from afar, but they're not fucking love handles. There's no fat on the guy on the guys at all. But uh, I'm actually gonna send you a photo right now on uh, on Facebook. I don't know if I have your shit up here though, Matt. 
Oh, um, may, he may have posted it, but Lee Priest sent me the coolest picture. Oh, yeah? It's him and, and uh, Sonny Schmidt. And for people who don't know, Sonny Schmidt was like a great Australian bodybuilder, maybe the best ever before Lee, you know? Uh, and um, it's a picture of Lee meeting Sonny Schmidt when Lee's like 18 years old. It's a, it's a great picture. And Sonny Schmidt's massive, and Lee is like looks like a little kid, you know? Huh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very... Uh, just two of the greatest. Um, it was like the 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 uh, past and the future, I guess, or whatever you'd call that. In 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 one photo, like when he when he met him, but it's a. I'm sure he he said he was gonna post it. He sent it to me after the last show we recorded, which is not up yet, but it will be up soon. I'll probably edit it when I edit this one. Let me find this photo. It's not a stage photo. It's just like a I don't know what kind of photo it is, but it's impressive. You can just see like where where the body could go. I just sent it through uh PM. It's hard to pick apart this front double by. Oh wow. I mean his lats are low or high, I guess, but I mean you can just see where if this guy gains 10 pounds of muscle, he looks better. You can just tell. He's not going to get a bloated waist from 10 pounds of muscle. There's no way. No, I the, mean, his his physique as is is extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fucking good. Huh. Um, very good. And if not for Lionel Baecki being from another planet genetically, this guy, I, I, I mean, I didn't see the show. I haven't even seen good photos. I would bet that it was Lionel, Lionel pretty clearly winning and then – or I would say Lionel clearly winning, and then Pitar clearly in second, and then the guy from the guy in third was probably nowhere close to Pitar. I, I would I would guess. Although I don't well, that's know. That's Brandon Ray. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no way, dude. The Brandon yeah. Ray is good, but come on, like. Although it, it is possible that Pitar was like off from his best, and uh, Brandon Ray was the best he's ever been, and and then it was sort of close. But I just don't see. I don't see that uh, personally. Who, who knows? Um, but anyways, oh shit, we're already out of time. Fuck, that went by fast. Um, we did want to touch on, uh, but I am interested. I think Lionel Backey is one of those guys. I believe he's like in his mid-30s. So he is a guy who is kind of makes the IFBB a little more interesting because um, he could be in the mix at, at these shows. Uh, he's an international guy, so I think that's kind of that's good for the sport. And I, I do think he, he, um, he, he could be like battling up there, top four, top six of the Olympia if he gets his shit together. I mean, we've been saying that for years, but I feel like this year there's just something different about him. Uh, maybe not. He might just be fooling me, but who knows? Um, we wanted to talk about. I'm kind of glad we didn't get to it because it's it's kind of annoying me. But the whole this this guy getting slapped in Greece and the fact that they gave him a lifetime uh, suspension, um, I I think uh, personally, I just think a lifetime suspension is a lot for that. I think that I think that whoever he slapped should do what he wants, you know, in, in terms of maybe like pressing uh, like assault charges or whatever you know um that that's that should be separate i feel like from bodybuilding 
I feel like he should get a hefty, I mean, don't get me wrong, he should be banned for, like, at least two years or something, and then, and then be forced to issue, like, a formal, a formal apology, and all that sort of shit, you know, maybe have to requalify, reprove himself, you know, that, that sort of thing, I think, would have been, would have been cool, but I feel like a lifetime, a lifetime ban, if, assuming this was the only time any, anything like this has happened, you know what I'm saying, if he's been a, if he's been a, if, like, if he's an NPC member, and he's been a great member for X amount of years, and this is the first time anything's happened, I don't know that a lifetime suspension is the best thing, just because it, I mean, no matter how you look at it, it's a story, you know, and when this guy, I, I don't know, I don't know if eliminating a bodybuilder of that caliber from the NPC was really the right call on that particular situation. I don't, I don't, I feel like people make mistakes and to just say he can never come back for life because of that seems, it seems, it seems steep to me, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't make the rules. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to drag this out. I mean, obviously, you know, we were, the show has pretty much come to an end, but I mean, I, I agree. I mean, in, in the heat of the moment, people do stupid things, you know, should, you know, should he have went to the the judge and MC and said, hey, look, you know, this this could have been the next day. Hey, look, I'm an idiot. I should have never done that. I'm sorry. Um, you know, wh- whatever, you know, action you want to take against me, you know, I, I'll take it as punishment. But a lifetime ban is a little a little absurd. I mean, obviously, the guy's a good bodybuilder. He won the the overall the week before um, at, at a show. He plays second. In, in this show and in the heat of the moment he thought he was supposed to I shouldn't say supposed to he thought he should have won and uh, and didn't and he took it out on somebody and you know I know other people think that you know the the MC and judge should have got up and you know knocked the dude out or they should have done something and, and it was in front of 1500 people this that and the other nobody touched the guy nobody laid a finger on him they were all afraid. It seemed. Yeah, like. I mean, it's it was. I don't know. It, it was entertaining to watch, but it's it's kind of silly that he got a a one year ban or, or not a one a, a lifetime uh, ban. I was thinking maybe along the lines of a one year ban, and you know let him come back after that. Maybe have him requalify whatever. But you know what? If if he still wants to compete, there's other organizations that he can go into. So I mean, he can go do NSL. You know, maybe him and Tony can can you know do something big in NSL. I, I don't know, but I just think it's a little ridiculous that you have somebody who is, is clearly a good bodybuilder based off of the amount of wins that they have leaving the sport to potentially either go somewhere else to take away from the NPC and IFBB. Um, but I get it. I mean, the dude was pissed. This was like his third year in a row that he was going for, uh, his pro card and, and, and missed it. So, you know, I get it. He's, he's frustrated. Everybody gets frustrated. If you watch football, basketball, Everybody gets frustrated. They they throw, you know, big water, you know, tubs. They go, they throw chairs back in the locker room. They do stupid stuff. I get it. D- the dude got slapped. You know what? Consider it lucky that he only got slapped. I mean, if the dude got punched in the head, you know, we might have a different story on our hands. But it was a freaking slap, people. He got slapped. You know how many people go up to a friend or, you know, there are people on the street who somebody pisses somebody off and they get slapped? Maybe yeah, they spend I mean, a night in jail, but they don't get a, a lifetime ban for for something. It, it's a little ridiculous. The slap itself, to me, shows some sort of self control because he could have punched the guy, and he slapped him. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think he was conscious of not wanting to seriously hurt the guy. Otherwise, he would have fucking punched him and probably would have rocked it. Like, he would have probably shattered the guy's face. But even so, because... why a slap? Who slaps people these days? What grown man, especially that big, slaps I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, Greece, uh, uh, thing, a Greece thing. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean... I mean, I if know, you slap I, I me, I would I would probably get up and laugh at you. Like, did you seriously just fucking slap me in the I, I, face? I would I would probably slap another man if I had to, just just so that I, I I didn't if I really was upset with somebody and I wanted to like teach them a lesson or humiliate humiliate them and I didn't want to hurt them to the point because dude, there's a whole I think in the law there's a whole different set of laws when you close your fists. Um. I don't. Maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like when you open hand hit somebody, it's a totally different ball of wax than when you close hand hit somebody, because it's it's like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a totally different form of hitting. It's hard to really hurt someone with an open hand. True. You you have to be you'd have to really fucking whack them good, and you're gonna hurt yourself almost as much as you're hurting them. It's gonna like rock the shit out of your hand. But this um, here's I I have the perfect solution, and this is what we should end on. The perfect solution to get this guy back in the good graces with the NPC and IFBB is you put him in a ring with Rich Piana and they fucking slap box. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. You got two people who slap people. Throw them in a ring together. Rich Piana, he'll never step on the stage anyways, so that doesn't matter. But hey, Rich apparently likes to slap people. This guy apparently likes to slap people. Let's have a bitch slapping fest. I think this guy would uh, hurt Rich, Rich Piana quite, quite badly. I think, I think Rich Piana's a. It might a, be pretty close. I think Rich is a phony. To be honest I mean, with Rich you. Rich has got some big freaking thick hands. That might be a heavy I'd like slap. To see, uh, I'd like to see him fight someone, but I don't think the whole, the whole Rich Piana being into fighting thing is all that uh, all that true. I think he just likes to think he's a fighter. Uh, I, uh, think this, yeah. I think this guy would kick Rich Piana's ass because maybe not. Maybe Rich is a badass. Who knows? But uh, he claims like that he fights and trains and shit like that. But who the hell knows? I don't know. But yeah, I just think. Uh, I just think banning this guy for life, no matter how you slice it, this is an exciting story. So banning him for life eliminates the story for life. And I just think when he comes back, oh, that was the guy. I don't know. It would just, it would just add a little bit of spice to the to the industry if you allowed him to come back after a formal apology. Um, we could even speak about the apology that he has to give, you know, and stuff like that. It would add more than just abandoning him for life and having him go over to another federation. But uh, well, I know Palum- that Palumbo and Romano actually said something that that made sense. It's it's a shame that they didn't allow him to stay and and use a promoter to promote the next show that he's going to be in and and draw everybody in. Oh, the freaking dude who slapped the shit out of a of a, an MC slash judge. Is is competing again and get some hype around that show, you know, do something like that. But there's there's nothing like that. Like no. money money could be made off of this, and you know, they're they're doing nothing. They're just slapping them with a lifetime ban. It is what it is. Good riddance. Good luck. Because I know Mo uh, Mo Benute did something to the judges at one show where he he placed low and he was like the most shredded guy in the show and everything, and he. Uh, I don't know if he got on social media and bashed them or, like, he did something. Uh, or maybe he walked off stage. I think he walked off stage or something like that. Or he didn't come back for the finals. 
I think he didn't come back for finals and then bitched online or something. He did something like fairly serious. He didn't put his hands on anybody, but uh, they they had him issue a he had to write a letter to the IFBB and apologize and all this other shit. And they're good now, you know. That's the relationship has has been mended and they they're, they're okay now. I think it should have been a, a harsher version of that situation. As opposed to just, let's get rid of this guy forever. I don't know. And now, again, unless he has a history. If there's any history there, I would just get, get fucking rid of the guy. He's too much of, like, a liability. But if this is the only time he's ever snapped, I don't know. I, I think uh, a second chance was, would be in order. But uh, that's the end of another Soros Central Bodybuilding. Episode 72, I believe it is. And um, check out ironmagazine.com. That's where this show will be up along with international iron with myself and lee priest uh, the next episode will be up i believe it's 37 uh, it should be up soon in the next couple of days along with this show uh, ironmaglabs.com that's how that's that's the site and the company that supports this show uh, ironmaglabs.com ironmagresearch.com the best pro hormones and supplements in the industry the best research chems and peptides in the industry both IronMagLabs.com and IronMagResearch.com. You can use coupon code JEFF15, G-E-O-F-F, 15 for 15% off at checkout. Um, check those sites out. Spend some money. Support the show if you like it. Share it around. Tell people about it. Tell us what you hate, what you love, all that stuff. We're always open to messages and critiques. Um, that's pretty much all I got, Matt. Um from here in snow-covered uh, central New York. Oh, you got more snow? Yep, we're got, uh, we're covered in nothing. snow right now. Nothing here. Just not a lot. It's only a few inches, but we are uh, the ground is white. That's for sure. Wow. Well, stay warm up there. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, I'll try to <laughs> try to stay warm. Um, that brings us to the end of another show of Central Bodybuilding. I am Jeff Roberts. For Matt Wyke, and we will be back in one week for episode. I don't even want to say it. I don't want to be wrong twice, but I think it'll be episode 73 next week. Um, don't know what the topics are. We're kind of scratching and clawing at this time at the time of year. Uh, so another thing, if any of you have anything you want us to talk about, definitely message us and let us know. Uh, more than likely, unless it's a really stupid idea, we will talk about it because it's the bodybuilding dry season right now, off season through the holidays and stuff. We don't want to be one of these shows that talks about fucking how what we do on Christmas and shit. Like that's not what you guys want to hear. So anything, even if it's political or something like that, we'll 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 fucking get into it. We'll tie it to bodybuilding somehow. So uh, hit us up, let us know. Uh, with that, we've come to the end, and we are out. <laughs>